Welcome, everybody, to the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us on Twitter at Two on Three Pod because it's awesome. I don't really, well, really do anything on there except tell you when we're posted. Oh, I interact with people who tweet at us, and I, I like other tweets. I retweet other podcasts. Um, what else do we do on there? I don't know. Sometimes we have snide comments. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's Ty. You can get at him at... S-E-A-T-J-K. And he's the guy who runs the Twitter feed, so, you know, if you don't like what we're saying on there, it's his fault. No, no, no. I write it all in the royal we for plausible deniability. <laughs> it's him. No, Let's it's not. Clear. It's not. But he have, <laughs> you have the password, too. I cannot guarantee that it's not just you. <laughs> All right, what are we chatting about today? ESPN put out their Dominant 20. Actually, we're going to do a double segment on that today. 20 minutes on the on the Dominant 20 because, you know, 20 is the number. Uh, the NCAA, We're going to talk about the NCAA tournament and how I think it doesn't do good teams justice, really. And in the overtime, we're going to look ahead to Avengers, Infinity War, and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was hacky. <laughs> I liked it, it though. I liked it yeah. a lot. Yeah, do you like yeah. that? It was. It's bad. It's. It's like. It's. It's. You know. It, we're bordering on the dad joke podcast anyway, so I might as well throw. No, I say we embrace it all the way. That one in. Anywho, let's take a look at the ESPN Dominant Twenty. All let's right. do it. So ESPN puts out a list, and I think that magazines and whatever. Um, blogs and whatnot put out lists just so people can like gripe about them <laughs> but this particular list is very gripeable so they they have some foolproof math they call it that tells you who's dominant and why i don't know i didn't even look at the math part because as i was looking through this i was thinking blah so it's the last 20 years and so they're going through the um the the history of the esp and the magazine because it's their 20th anniversary Okay. So I'm going to start at the top. Okay. Because their number one is Tiger Woods, and that's hard sure. to argue. This is very so, yeah. Last twenty years, right? So we're basically right. we're starting in 1998. Yeah, and so 1998 is essentially when Tiger Woods turned pro. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I feel like if they had done this last year, they would have been like totally unassailable. He would have been even further above. Right. Because 97 right. was amazing. Yeah. So this is this one's this one's good. We're good with this one. At least I am. Number yeah. two, LeBron James. Again, hard to argue with this, especially in the last 20 years. Yes, that's you Jordan, the key. You Jordan people can save it. Yeah, just you have to remember we're only talking since 1998, which I know for anybody over the age of about 35 seems insane, but it really, <laughs> is, but it really is 20 years. And for most everybody else who's uh, consuming media these days, that's really the relevant period. You have to remember there's a whole generation of adults who never saw Michael play live. Right, and I watched Michael Jordan, and when I was in college, I watched Michael Jordan three times a week yeah. on TNT. It was essentially, my sports watching for me in the late 80s, early 90s was, I would watch Michael Jordan, and then the Nature Boy Ric Flair on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was it. That was, my, that was my sports intake in, uh, in 1989. <laughs> anyway. I watched a lot of Seahawks, and then I watched a lot of, uh, I lived a, in a town with some um, Mormons, and they like white basketball players, <laughs> the Mormons. Okay. So we, we watched a lot of, like, Utah Jazz games and Indiana John Pacers Stockton. games. Yeah, you had a, hor <laughs> you're sitting around in your living room with your Hornacek jersey on? Not me. I just, <laughs> others. <laughs> others. I watched, I watched a lot of Jordan, though. Like, I remember being, uh, 
wow, I can't believe it was that long ago. Uh, I just remember being like where I was in the 98 finals. Like I remember watching game seven and the push off and the final shot. Oh, oh. pardon my voice, which just gave out. <laughs> you need to <clears throat> cut down to two packs a day there, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, hard to, I think it's hard to argue with him at two. Number three is where shit hits the fan. Yeah, I was not like, a fan this, of this choice. This runs completely off the rails. Number three, Peyton Manning. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not even going to look at the math behind this because this is such a stupid and wrong-headed ranking well, now for I Peyton look. Manning. Considering the fact that I'm going to just jump to number 20 because Tom Brady's number 20. Listen. Tom Brady has won five Super Bowls, has appeared in eight Super Bowls in these 20 years, and Peyton Manning is three, and Tom Brady is 20? This is inexcusable list making. Am I going to... And I think this is the reason they make lists, so nerds, sports (laughs) nerds, like, get bent out of shape about it. This is the whole reason, but this is disgusting. I'm sure sure he threw a lot of yards and a lot of TDs, whatever. Save it. You can't be three. Well, is it going to let all the air out of your balloon when I tell you their flawed calculations is why it's like this? I don't care what their calculations are. At, somebody, at some point, you have to throw the math away. You have to throw your, your like, just like we do. You know, sometimes we throw the format away <laughs> <laughs> of our show. And, and we do what's right. And sometimes there's no not, choice. And this is not right. This is... This is disgusting. Well, I would feel like anytime I was, if I was going through this exercise and it resulted with Peyton Manning being third, I'd be like, well, we got to start over. Right. This <laughs> sucks. Let's so blow just, it up. Just so you know, the reason it's like this is because okay. now I'm looking at their metrics. And basically what they did is they picked a single performance metric for dominant athletes. So uh, in MLB, they used wins above replacement. Uh, in NBA, they're using VORP, so value above replacement player. And this is why Peyton is the is number three. Because in the NFL, they use defensive adjusted yards above the replacement. So basically the fact that he threw for um, you know 5,000 yards a season and then gagged out in the playoffs every year doesn't it just doesn't come into play but that doesn't make him the most dominant football player of the last 20 years he's regular the first football he, player. No, you got to qualify it. it's he's the most dominant regular season player whatever <laughs> i'm not buying it i don't care you can't i can't be i cannot be i don't care what metric you throw at me i cannot be convinced that peyton manning is number three above tom brady in any way shape or form the rest and of the list those, is fine, though. And then for those of you uh, who decide to go onto the website and look at it, the, uh, these, these illustrations are just sad. Uh, they're not great. <laughs> they were drawn by, by interns. Everyone looks like they're wearing shadow zinc oxide on their nose. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Johnson, the, the car driver. Yes. <laughs> for those people who get confused every time someone says Jimmy Johnson and thinks of the old Cowboys coach. Yes. But obviously that was well before 20 years. But Jimmy, I don't know anything about NASCAR. We should talk to NASCAR people about this. But it seems like he won a lot. So Maybe I'm okay the Reasons Our podcast can give us a little NASCAR yeah. Jimmy Johnson yeah. history lesson. Yeah. I thought I liked Jimmy Johnson, too. Didn't he win like five or six straight titles? That's Something the deal, like right? That. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Federer at five, totally. I mean, he should be the very, he should be absolutely the very first tennis player that shows up here. Um, good with it. Raj is the goat. Six, Annika Sorenstam. Now, Annika Sorenstam, if you don't recall, hasn't teed up a golf ball con- competitively in probably 15 years. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while for her. So I'm not really sure. Like All of her stuff got done 
in like 2005. Yeah, pretty much. So in that 20 years, Lorena Ochoa may have had as good a run as Annika Sorenstam in that 20 years. Although, it does you no good to put a Lorena Ochoa on any list. (laughs) Annika gets extra uh, cachet because she played that... uh she played that tour, that tournament at Colonial in two thousand three. Yeah, and she shot a fifty nine. So I mean, that's right, that's right. She was she was the face of the sport for a good long run. So I guess it's it's only right to put her on there. But I don't know if the numbers hold up. Well, so for golf, they use career earnings, <laughs> and so they get ten years of earnings. And so yeah. because she finished in the top ten of basically every tournament for fifteen years, sure, and and sure. won like you know she was doing the Tiger thing there for three or four seasons in a row. She yeah she won seventy two times. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Uh, um, number seven, Michael Schumacher. Wait, did, did you just gloss right over Federer? No, I did. I I said he was the goat. I already oh, said. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I there's just nothing he, to say about it. That's no, that's well. It's there's no argument to be made here. He's no. He's he's the first tennis player that shows up. He should be. Whether he's also, I think this drawing of Annika Sorenstam is Kenny Chesney in a wig. <laughs> it's terrible. It's not a good drawing. If I was Annika Sorenstam, I would write a very strongly worded email to the to the ESPN people to say, "Can you redo that? Can, can we do better than this?" I mean, I don't look like that. That is that's horrible. how I feel about the avatars in that Star Wars game that I play. Like when they show, when Jin Erso showed up, I was like, "Has Felicity Jones seen this? Like this is terrible." <laughs> We'll talk about uh, Felicity Jones some other time. Um, Michael Schumacher at seven. I don't know much about Formula, uh, <laughs> but you know he just. It seems like he's uh, he should be there. His, uh, he's had a weird turn end of his like sort yeah, of. It didn't he like have a he had a skiing accident and what is did he die or he well, so no he didn't die we don't know nobody knows oh, so he, he had a bad away. accident he's, yeah he's like he's like he's like living in a vegetative state in a country home somewhere yes God, that sucks. Yes. Oh, you're a vegetable. I hope, I hope You're not. a vegetable. <laughs> so they hate you. You're a vegetable. Oh, God. Don't. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, Floyd Mayweather. Oh, God. That was, in, that was in poor taste. Floyd Mayweather. I guess. God. No guy pisses me off more in terms of Has there ever been fights. a better boxer that's like, yeah, not fun at all to watch? It's, I mean, zero fun. I, I mean, there are like two De La Hoya fights. That are more fun than Floyd Mayweather's entire career. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, I guess he's undefeated. Whatever. I don't know. I don't get I don't get up for it. I can't I can't argue though with a guy who figured out how to do the boxing thing without yeah. turning his brain into mush. Yeah, well he, like, he the reason Floyd deserves respect, I mean, and he doesn't because he's a wife beating a piece of shit. Sure. Uh but uh but as a boxer. But as, as a, a boxer. As a pugilist. The reason he deserves respect is he actually really turned it into like the essence of the sport. Because he made it so it was not a fight. And that's the, that's the problem. Is that boxing fans, for the most part, unless you're super serious about it, for the most part, want to watch a fight. Yeah. If you want to watch fights, watch all the ha- any combination of Hagler, Hearns, and Leonard. Yeah. Any combination of those fights... Blow your doors off, man. And, again, any one of those fights is better than Floyd Mayweather's entire career. Well, yeah, the best boxing, the best boxers to watch are the guys that are technically proficient but looking for a knockout. Right. Okay, number nine, women's soccer, Marta. Now, yeah, it's about cl- time Marta gets some respect. What? Are you kidding me? Who the hell is Marta? First of all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Come on. No, this is obviously Mia Hamm's spot that we have to, sh- we have to move the timeline for. For Mia Hamm. 
That's some jingoism, bro. Mark. That is not jingoism at all. <laughs> Mia Hamm is the best women's soccer player who ever lived. And she, just because she, she was, fall, just because she doesn't fall into this particular time span, we're gonna give it to Marta. But this is a whatever. I mean, That's, whatever. At one point, George Mikan was the best basketball player that ever lived, but that didn't last forever. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm blowing off Marta and moving on. All right. Number 10, Usain Bolt. Now, Usain Bolt, you could argue he should be higher on this list. It was unassailable. Right. I mean, For, crushing people, like coming up, like letting up in the, in the 100 meters. Like what? <laughs> and not only that, how many Olympics was it? Three, so three eight, solid Yeah, Olympics. 8, 12, and 16. How many sprinters? I mean, Carl Lewis had a nice career. I yeah, mean, as a sprinter. Yeah, but, but man, he also he did. Yeah, he also yeah. did like long jump and. Yeah, but he was not. Man, Usain Bolt. Yes. <laughs> that is just it's filthy. Beijing was insane. Like, by the just, way, yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole his whole career is dumb. Let's be clear about how just amazing he was. Well, he's run the fast, the three fastest hundred meters in history. I mean, the fastest guy who's ever lived. Yeah. Can you imagine that? It's crazy. I don't know. He'll just be George Mike at some point. (laughs) (laughs) No one's one's doing this. What's the world record? I can't even fall out of a third-story building and and beat the world record in the 100. But the... uh, You used that joke last week. (laughs) Did I? Yeah. (laughs) I use that joke all the time. All right. Good to know. It's because I'm fat and slow. Anyway, the uh, Usain Bolt. No, as an aside, um, I saw this Sports Center feature on these two old guys who run in these masters, like masters sprinting. Mm-hmm. And one dude's like a hundred, and the other dude's like ninety-five years old. And last year they had a race in this masters, the national masters track and field event where they run the sixty. And the hundred-year-old dude who was ninety-nine that year. Edges the like leans him, like <laughs> totally catches him at the line and leans him and wins. And so they they've been spending the last year like prepping for the rematch, and it's on sports. <laughs> it was a sports center feature. And these two guys were great. I mean, they were so this hundred year old dude was so very sharp, and everybody should just wish they they get to age as gracefully as that dude. But he they was ran it, was again. Was it Orville Rogers? It was Orville Rogers. <laughs> Hundred-year-old sprinter, amazing. These two guys are like World War II vets. I and encourage anyone who's interested in, in elder athletics to look at this twenty-six, this twenty-six-second video. It's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. It's this amazing. guy moves better than like Darren Ravel trying to play defense. Did you see that video? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen anything like that, dude? He looked like his whole spine was fused. Ravel is. I can't believe he puts those videos up, man. He's just a sucker for punishment. He, just he doesn't gets, care. I, I mean, I think he likes the abuse, to be honest well, with you. It, it was, it's weird. At some point, he did. At some point, he switched. Because he used to get sort of indignant and shitty about it. And uh-huh. then, like, sometime in the last couple of years, he's like, all right, I guess I'm an asshole. I'll just, I'll just deal it gets, with it. it. It gets me hits, right? Yeah. It gets me. Yeah. I mean, in a world where, where, where likes and retweets are everything. Yeah, do um, it for the clicks. He he's, like, he's like the, the Chris Saliza of sporting, sports reporting. <laughs> 
I don't know. Do you not know who Chris Saliza is? No. He, he's the worst CNN reporter in the world. Oh. He tweets the worst. The, I mean, like, this. you should be embarrassed to put these thoughts, in, like, say these things out loud in front of anyone, let alone put them on the internet in front of millions of people. <laughs> just like, let me, I'm going to, what am I going to write today where people are just going to skewer my ass for being a dummy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Messi at 11. I'm going to say Ronaldo. Whatever. What? I know. Are, you, yeah. are you seriously with this Cristiano Ronaldo is better than Messi thing? Yes. Get the fuck out of here. I'm, this you're, is the only take you have where I'm no. like, you're just, you could not be more wrong. You're, I could not be more right. Oh, no. But anyway, no. No. I'll take Ronaldo every day. Every day it, over Messi. It's like saying that Ray Allen is a better basketball player than Russell Westbrook. Um, yes, is. I picked Russell just to be controversial, <laughs> and I'm gagging on water now. All right, twelve is Serena Williams. She should be higher. Come on, <laughs> this is this is just this is dumb that she's twelve. I agree. 12. She should be higher. All right, I need like a Marta, Marta is like whatever. Marta's number nine, and Serena Williams is number twelve. Give me a break. Yeah, that's nuts. Thirteen has a special place in my heart because Lauren Jackson and I had a brief love affair. If you let me take you back a little ways. Ty and I participated in this Fox Sports, oh, um, <laughs> this Fox Sports, be a sportscaster for a day thing. So we went down to some bar in it was the Phoenix Square. Underground. It was the Phoenix Underground. Yeah. And we sat down and we read, we did highlights. And it was really fun. And we were on TV. And Ty actually wins. <laughs> but the judges were Lauren Jackson, Sue Bird, and somebody else. Some dude. Some guy. And I got up there, and Lauren Jackson was smitten with me. <laughs> she even said I was hot. Anyway. I That's not how I remember it. I have a face for radio. Ty <laughs> wins, gets to go on to TV, and Angie Arlotti treated him like shit. God, she hated you. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. <laughs> she sucks. I hate her anyway. Whatever. Moving on. We could, we'll come back to this story at some other time. We'll, we'll, do the, uh, we'll have to do the, uh, the oral history of... Ty does sports on, <laughs> I on, lo- on regional television. <laughs> that was awesome. It was awesome. There were so many things about it that were ridiculous. But yeah, you're right. It, it, it deserves its own, yeah. its own show, perhaps. Yeah. 14, Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously too low. No, should clearly in the right spot. Clearly obviously, in the right spot. Obviously should be above number 11. No, like a few spots behind Messi is just about right. Okay, so 15's Djokovic, and this is obviously a joke. Because it should be Nadal. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no way this is a joke of itch because yes, this is Nadal's spot. Hold on. If I anyone. bet they used I bet they used money again. I for don't tennis. care. It doesn't matter. Well now I want to know. Whatever. I don't care. This is Nadal's spot. No, this two no points. Ugh, please. It's it's, this because, is one of those things where he gets makes the final all the time and loses. Yeah, well, Nadal ruined his body with steroids, so his knees kind of fell apart on it. Why do you but, think? Why do you think Rafa did steroids? <laughs> well, you can just lift weights as a thing. Uh, no, <laughs> Rafa Nadal was totally taking steroids, and was awesome, and has won ten French Opens. Whatever, Novak Djokovic, you should not be on this list, and Nadal should be. Allison Felix. Well, this is hard for me. I love Allison Felix. Yeah. So it's hard for me to tell tell her she shouldn't be on this list for track and field. It seemed weird. But it seemed weird, right? It didn't seem like she was the right person. But yeah, I don't know enough about. I just know the Olympics, right? And she 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 shows up. 
Yeah. You know, she runs the 100, the 200. She does all kinds of stuff. But she Did missed she? the 2016 Olympics because she hurt herself. Yeah. No, she's great. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing against Allison Felix. But I don't know if she should be there. 17, Barry Bonds. He's our first baseball player on this list. Number 17, which tells you all you need to know about baseball. I think but, it's just in baseball, it's harder to be significantly better, even if you're the best. The other people who are also the best are much closer to you in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if you think about the era the Bonds played in, right? Because if they're sure. talking about war at the time, mm-hmm. you're dealing with everybody at the time who's hitting, you know, 60 plus home runs. It's not like an aberration. So even though he was by far the best at it, hitting a home run is such a difficult task that if anyone can keep up with you, it sort of negates your ability. And God bless him. I don't think they mentioned the sauce one time in his, uh, in his article here, which they obviously should mention the sauce. Yeah, because probably. Because he was on it. But um, but yeah, his numbers are just gaudy. At you know, he was the best, and uh, he should be in the Hall of Fame. That's again agreed. I think the Roy agreed. guys it's should ridiculous. get in the Hall of Fame. Listen, put him in. I don't care. They should be there. If just put if, it on. It's not hard to put. Uh, you put it in the paragraph. It's it not difficult. Even, it doesn't even matter. They're, the games count. The stats count. Yeah. Put him in. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. For another 18 Mike Trout. Yeah. Really? He's just when, toiling in anonymity. It's not his fault. <laughs> he's he's better than any of the other people who've been playing baseball for the last 20 years. He, he has 150 home runs, 400 extra base hit, it's and 150 stolen bases before his 26th birthday. It's something no one has ever done. All right, we're going to get through this list. We'll go a little There's over. only two more. Yeah. Anyway, this probably should be A-Rod's spot, but whatever. No, that was never going to happen. A-Rod was the man. That's the thing. is it? So if they, they actually logic you through it. They even say that he's tied for uh, four eight war seasons before his age 25 season, which is tied with Ty Cobb and Alex Rodriguez. Um, but then he, has, he gets the edge because of the, the counting stats before his 26th birthday. That means he's been dominant earlier for longer already. Yeah. Anyway, I think. I think A-Rod gets jobbed here, and that's probably because we're having, like, I don't know, an A-Rod renaissance right now, which is amazing. Yeah, well, it turns out when you're, like, a big fake turd, you can be good on TV. (laughs) (laughs) He's great on TV. He's great. Anyway, um, 19, Manny Pacquiao. Tough for me to argue when they put Filipinos on the list. (laughs) But Manny's a battler. I like Manny. Yeah, the last 20 years, these are the two boxers I would expect to see on the list, right? Yeah, right. Mayweather, Pacquiao. Too bad they didn't. Too bad they couldn't get it together earlier in their careers, because that would have really been something. I'm sad that they were over the hill before they got to tie it up. But anyway, that's that Floyd did that. He didn't yeah. want to fight. Manny won, Manny was again a good technical boxer who was looking to knock people out. Right. He's a battler. I like yeah. him. Number twenty, Tom Brady. Obviously, eighteen spots too low. He should be three on this list. It should be Tiger. It should be LeBron. It should be TB12. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If he had won two more Super Bowls, I think that... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is... Five, five Super Bowls ain't enough. So I would agree with you that it's not like... He has an unassailable resume, and yet... That creeping doubt that comes... It's the same sort of resume that LeBron has. Which it's is not, this thing no. where you make the title all the time and don't win. Five for eight is way better than three for seven. <laughs> I guess it is. He, it's he's better. He's won more times. He's won. He's won more than half the times he's been there. Yes. All right. 
LeBron has not. All right. And but I still love LeBron. I feel like I we could do twenty more minutes on this stupid list if we if we wanted to. If we real we we did breeze through it, but yeah, you know. I think you're it right. Did. It did. It did take 20 minutes. So good call. Yeah. Planning the double segment. <laughs> list lists like this should spark this kind of debate. Like dudes yeah. at bars and you know people at bars, not just dudes, but women wouldn't argue about a stupid list like this. They got better shit to do. No, but re- so it really is dudes. I don't say that to be generous. They talk right. about other things. They don't it's, not all, about, it's not they all the issues of the day. They don't talk about the dominant 20 list from ESPN the magazine. It's not like two women are meeting up for, you know, white wine after work going, did you see the ESPN dominant 20 list they, they put out? <laughs> what a bunch of bullshit that, you know, Peyton Manning's three. All right. <laughs> Have we beat this horse dead? Yeah, that's all enough right. time on this. All right, jumping over to... So last week... I pretty much said the brackets are dumb. Yes. And I think everyone pretty much proved my point. Everybody who <laughs> like played a bracket and every top seed lost. And it did seem prescient this week. Yeah. I called it. I called <laughs> it. Which leads me to my second, which leads me to my follow-up on the NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament is a great drama. We like it. It's Christmas, essentially, for the NCAA. They get a whole month to themselves. They get March Madness. They get the whole month of March. Blah, blah, blah. We get one shining moment, the whole dilio. But the NCAA tournament does not determine who the best basketball team in the nation is. Okay. You say it like I mean, it's a problem. I say that like it's a problem because it is. Isn't that what we're trying to get to? I mean... Well, what do you want? Some boring-ass well, NBA playoff stuff? Well, no, but... but this is what isn't this the problem that NCAA football's had for the last fifty years, and they they've been working to fix it. They want the best team to win the NCAA football playoff. I but the basketball playoff people don't seem to give a shit who the why best would you because nobody's nobody's clamoring for it. Nobody's well, like change this. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's it's fun. It's entertainment, but by no means does it determine who the best team in the nation is. I think it does a half decent job. I I mean, it depends on what you mean by best. Because to my way of thinking, if you are the ta- most talented team who has been dominant all year, and you go into the tournament and gag on it, then you're not the best. Sorry. <laughs> but it, isn't that the reason that the NBA has best of seven series? I hate the whatever? NBA playoffs. I hate the format of the NBA playoffs. Who, it is but, interminable. It takes well, forever. Baseball, hockey. All those, all those sports. Yeah, most of it sucks. It works. It works for baseball. It works for baseball, but that's about it. No, those playoff games are awesome. The baseball playoffs and the and hockey playoffs and NBA playoffs are awesome. I guess I have no problem with the idea of a seven game series, but what I have a problem with is really what boils down to the NBA finals, where like it takes two weeks to play to play well, that's, seven games. That's just, that's just about scheduling oh, and boo. the fact that apparently they don't want children to watch their sport. But there's <laughs> a whole there's there's a whole that's a whole different that's a whole different conversation. But what I'm saying is every sport is trying to determine who the best team in the nation is, and the NCAA tournament is all about. So let's just have let's just throw this shit into a into a bucket and see who comes out, and it has nothing to do with who the best team is. It, I would say very rarely does does the best team in the nation win. 
Oh, if I knew you were going to posit some bullshit like that, I would have actually prepared for the segment. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think that's accurate at all. I think if you go back and look, I mean, I wouldn't say it's rare. I would say it's probably if 50% of the time the best team wins and 50% of the time one of the other five best team wins. Yeah. Teams. But if you win. well, if you looked at if you looked at a lot of these final fours and these finals, if you played them out to best of 3 or best of 5, would you, th- you think you'd get the same team? Like, if we go back into the Wayback Machine, do you think NC State beats Phi Slamma Jamma in three games? Probably Or not. in five games? Probably no, there's not. No, no chance. But, but that's what they, makes that's what That's the magic. Again, uh, what I'm saying is it's an entertainment vehicle. It's not a vehicle that determines who the best team in the nation is. Whereas NCAA football is all about who is the best team in the nation. It would be pretty tight if the champ- NCAA championship was a three-game series. Yeah, that's <laughs> that'd be pretty tight, <laughs> right? Or you or the final four. I mean, even if you even if you play it in a way that allows some sort of, you know, if, even if it came down to like a pool like pool play and elimination or something. Yeah, I don't know, but I guess we love to have three hundred and eighty-five teams play for the national championship <laughs> in basketball. Apparently that's that's what we like. We like to get the betting done. We like we like to do this whole thing, but we don't really give a shit who the best team in the nation is because that this format does not give us the best team in the nation. I, I don't know if I care about that at all. What's the what's the point? What because, are I we mean, trying to determine? Aren't we trying to determine who yeah, the best team in the nation is? It is like the last bastion of something that resembles amateur athletics. Because I never played any multi-game series playing basketball as a high schooler. Like you just play a tournament, and if you win, you're the fucking champions. And if you don't, too bad for you. And I, there's sure I lost. I won games against teams that I knew for sure were more talented than we were in numerous different sports. But that's. That's sports. So I like that it has a little bit of that element to it. I And I wouldn't be opposed to... Like, I'm not saying, like, the the, the NBA playoff games are bad. Um, It's not the same as hockey, whatever. Like, because NHL, this, it's just so edgy your seat the whole time because an individual goal could win an entire game. It's a lot more like soccer that way. Um, I wouldn't really be upset if the NBA compressed the playoffs and it was just more like it bang, 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 you move through the field a little bit quicker. And you still have to have a seven game series for the finals, I guess, but it'd be nice if it wasn't like now. I mean, we got people talking about going back to seven for the first round because the five game is too short because it, that causes too many upsets. I don't know, man. I guess if you know that the format is you have one game not to not to gag on it, then get out there and make it happen. <laughs> It's like now again speaking as a fan of a team that lost an NCAA tournament game in the past to Louisville and Francisco Garcia who shot like 75% from the field and made like 3500 threes <laughs> like it was tough cuz we were like playing well but it just didn't matter because they'd score 3 points every time down the floor so like at by the, by halftime they have a 15 point lead even though like it was basically trading baskets so yeah that shit sucks it sucks when it happens to you yeah it's the, um- it's just it's random. The whole thing just is random. Is well, basketball is the most random of the sports, I think, too, because shooting is so. It just it, you know, will it's it not travel? That it, will it travel? Yeah. On that on that given night, right? On that you, given night, can you get hot and can you win? Yeah, because there's nights where good shooters are just not going to make shots. Yeah, that's I'm why a saying, golf tournament's four rounds, right? Because you're going to go out there and grind. 
I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying it's not entertaining because it is. It's wildly entertaining. But what I'm saying is, no one cares who the best team in the nation is. It's not. It's not. It's not set up to determine that. So what would you want? What would you? What would be your remedy? I don't know. I don't. My remedy would be. To don't just come with problems. You're gonna have solutions. What are you like a bad employee? <laughs> you would. You would. You would shorten up the. You would. You would maybe play some people in, and then you yeah. would. And then you'd have a smaller field, and you'd have multiple game series. Would you create structure around the conference tournaments more so than like when and you're in? Like, would you would you apply it there too? Six. It's not even sixty four teams, right? It's more. It's sixty eight teams, right? Aren't there play in games now? Mm-hmm. Tuesday night, so, yeah. So sixty eight teams. <laughs> it's it's like you know not to not to stomp on our next segment, but it's like the cast of you know Avengers <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> it's like sixty eight. It's like sixty eight teams. Like good luck keeping keeping that. I mean, it's more like oh, we can get your fans to like root on. It's the reason that we have eight million bowl games too that don't count, and then we end up with a college playoff that that determines who the best teams are. So it should be fewer teams. It should be series play, and the hell with the, and the rest of it should be the NIT as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, because a magical run for a mid-major, just even if make the 16 or the 8. I, You know, like I said, I agree it's entertaining. It's not even but it does entertaining. Not, but it does, not, it does not produce for me the best team in college basketball. But it's good for the programs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It makes money. I'm not, this is like a multi-billion dollar month for the NCAA. Which none of the money goes to any of the players, but but really, I'm just saying there's no there's no determination. The champion is whatever you win the tournament, great, but by no means does it prove that you're the best team in the nation. Yeah, but can, nobody's really going to argue about it much either. Like unless there was some other dominant team. I mean, college basketball is so broken now. <laughs> like I can't even get into a legitimate <laughs> argument about it because it's like. Who even cares? I mean, what is even a college basketball team if they're like, oh, three NBA players who were there for six months are gone? You know, like, like, why do I care about that at all? Like, that was the best team. That's why why it should be a more meaningful championship. But I guess they're just playing it. I mean, they're playing it for money. They're playing it for entertainment, and I get it. How long has it been that way? My whole life, right? But yeah, forever. But ultimately, I find it to be unsatisfying. The, because because it really doesn't it really doesn't like I said you can't really hang your hat on like we won the tournament okay great well it sounds to me like you're just not gambling enough on the tournament if you're finding it unsatisfying yeah well I don't gamble on the tournament like I said please refer to last week's <laughs> podcast <laughs> it's dumb gambling all right all right in the overtime that's segment it. That's today the sh- that's the show we're just moving on to the overtime we're moving on to the overtime that's it I'm t- I'm done talking about the NCAA tournament all right. Anyway, moving on to the overtime. It's going to be a good, uh, good couple of months here, moving towards summertime. Well, yesterday was the first day of spring. Yes. So we're moving toward the summer movie season, which of course means big tent polars coming. The biggest tent polar of all, the event Avengers: Infinity War. Now, how many? Are we just getting? We're getting two Marvel movies this summer, right? We're getting. Infinity War. What? Are, what's the other one? Oh, we're getting Captain Ant- Marvel. That's not till next year. Oh, uh, oh, Ant-Man Ant- 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 Wasp. Sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which would be fun. I yeah, like Rudd. Sure. But the uh, did he get a did he get a did he get is he getting a role here? Who? Anyway, Ant-Man? I can't. F- well, here's the thing. Here's the funny part. You could go to the IMDb and you can't find anyone because there are three hundred and seventy-five thousand people in this movie, <laughs> all of whom are names, which is amazing. But what's funny is I go to the IMDb and I'm like I'm looking at it and I'm like why is why is why is Karen Gillan the first person they on the on the list? And I look, and it says, credited cast sorted by the IMDb star meter. This is almost as bad as the ESPN dominant 20 <laughs> list. <laughs> Isn't the star meter based on searches? I'm pretty so, sure it's, if, historically, if I recall correctly, it's based on how frequently you're searched for. Right, which, which means the, all the cute girls have bubbled up to the top. That's, that's correct. Essentially. And all the cute girls and Benedict Cumberbatch. And yeah. well, and and don't sleep on Chadwick Boseman, having a t- having a time, yes. having it's his time right now, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Because did you see Black Panther? I haven't seen it yet. Excellent movie. I know. Very I just good. and and I I would have prioritized it because you know I felt like it's the kind of thing we would talk about. But at the same time, I was like, that's eh, not really for us to talk about. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll really? see it. When, yeah, I'll see it when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not really. Uh, it's not, it's not really for us. It's for us, but it's not for. It's us. for us, but it's not for us. Exactly. Got it. Got it. But the uh, it is. It's a cast. I'm I'm blown away by the cast. But the really, and I and I trust the Russo brothers. They gave us Winter Soldier, which is without question the best of the Marvel movies. I'm going to put that right out there. Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie. I feel bad for Anthony Mackie because now I'm like looking at this list in the context of the power rankings. Yeah, he and he's like the lowest. Low, yeah, he's the lowest name on the list. All right, I want to do this just because I want people to understand how crazy it is. I know they do, but now that I'm looking at this, I'm just going to read it. Okay. I'm not going to read the character names. I'm just going to read the, the, the names so you understand what we're what we're looking at here. In order. Uh, so, are you looking at the two column version or the one column version? The I'm on the. I actually went to the full cast and crew. Okay. Karen Gillan, Letitia Wright, Chadwick Boseman, Chris Hemsworth, Elizabeth Olsen, Denai Guerrera, Sebastian Stan, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hiddleston, Josh Brolin, Linda Cardellini, Benedict Cumberbatch, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Tom Holland, Palm Clementif, Zoe Saldana, Idris Elba, Chris Pratt, Angela Bassett, Jeremy Renner, Carrie Condon, Vin Diesel, Paul Rudd, Benicio Del Toro, Winston Duke, John Favreau, Dave Bautista, Bradley Cooper, Peter Dinklage, Paul Bettany, Mark Ruffalo, Benedict Wong, Gwyneth Paltrow, Florence Kasumba, Sean Gunn, Terry Notary, Don Cheadle, and Anthony Mackie, and then it starts to get a little bit crazy. But uh, that's nuts. a lot. That's a, that, that is that is the very definition of tentpole. There's no way this movie's going to be good, right? It's it's hard to figure. It's hard to figure out how to get. I mean. Everyone's going to get sort of like short shrift. If you ever read, if you ever read comic books and you get to this, you know, you're reading all the comic books, you get into the crossover, the giant, the giant, like Infinity Crisis mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you know whatever in for Marvel, and you get all these characters in it. Every character gets like one appearance and one line, and they're out. Right. It's very. It's it goes very, it goes very quickly. <laughs> it's it's uh it's hard to do. It's hard to do this whole thing well because you only get two and a half, three hours. And I'm sure they're going to push this to... It's got to be at least two and a half hours worth of movie. 
Well, I, okay, but, so and, I guess and, they have to lean on the fact have, that... And you have to have at least two 30-minute fight scenes. At least. Yeah. So what's left? <laughs> yeah, it's... This, I just... I'm going to go see this, but... I... It's really hard to understand how it's going to be good. Because... I guess they're going to have to lean on the fact that the characters are well-developed at this point. You don't have to spend yeah. a lot of time in the movie, like, learning right. about who, what their motivations are and things like that. Sure. Um, but then it but, makes... But when they do that, it kind of makes the movie feel hollow. Because there's nothing... Like, there's no... These movies, actually, I would say these movies, their biggest problem is they tend to lack heart. Oh. Um, I thought Spider-Man Homecoming, which I finally saw. Uh, I liked Spider-Man Homecoming. It was good. I enjoyed, yeah. it, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I think it's because it had heart. Yeah. Like he was, he was fun. He was fun to be around. Fun to hang right. out with Spidey. Yeah, he was. He was easy to root for. Yeah, and he has real problems. Yeah, well, I, which I think they did a nice job with. But of course, Holland's gonna like, you know, whatever. In Infinity War, Spider-Man's gonna be in and out. Yeah, like because Civil War is like really boring because it's like it's really just a geopolitical debate they're having. <laughs> it's like it's basically an echo of of, of regular politics. Yeah. You know. I think there should be more oversight. Well, I think we should be more freewheeling. <laughs> well, I don't like you anymore. I mean, it's just so let's, stupid. Let's fight. Yeah, we're going to fight. This and then very, let's fight, but nobody actually wants to fight either. This is very, it's a very superhero thing. But yeah. the um, but as we get into this, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking they need to, this is where they launch the next generation of stuff. I mean, people are getting long in the tooth. Downey, well, that was my next Downey, question. Is they're Downey's, only signed on for this and one more movie? Downey's getting a little long in the tooth. We're yeah. gonna have to transition Iron Man. We're gonna have to transition Captain America. Yeah, I mean Downey's been um, doing it for ten years. Yeah, he was 40, 40 something when he started. They're gonna give it to. Uh, they're gonna give. They're gonna give Iron Man to. Uh, um, uh, T'Challa's little sister. Oh, you think? Yeah. Well, she had the gloves, right? Oh, so you didn't see Black I Panther? Seen it yet. Yeah, don't spoil it. She's got the, oh, I'm spoiler alert. She has the, <laughs> she's she's tech savvy and she had the repulsor gloves. In the oh, last she gets fight. She made she made herself some. So wow. she's she's definitely going to be the next Iron Man. If I had to ask you, if, if, who's older, Josh Brolin or Robert Downey Jr., what would you say? I'd probably say Robert Downey Jr., but I think you're going to tell me it's Josh Brolin. No, Robert Downey Jr. is two years older. Yeah, yeah. Downey's man. Downey's been working in this town for ever since he was a kid yeah is amazing but uh no so he's gonna have to transition off chris evans is gonna transition off because he can't stay on the roids forever <laughs> i mean he's got to cycle <laughs> off <laughs> and uh and so they'll give that to uh, sebastian stan so bucky will get bucky will get to be captain america for a few movies um, they gotta move thing and you know spider-man will be a big part of their next piece because holland is yeah. good and uh, and the best part about Homecoming, which is hilarious to me, the sort of the story underneath the story is so Paul Bettany is Paul Bettany is Vision. Jarvis, right? Yeah. He's the voice of he's the voice of Jarvis. Yes. So the female voice of Stark Industries, the one that's in uh, that's in uh, Spider Man suit, mm-hmm. is Paul Bettany's wife, Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> nice. Which is hilarious. Which is great. And of course, because I've had a searing crush on jennifer connelly since i was maybe 16 17 years old oh buddy i saw the rocketeer when i was like 10 and they- <laughs> i saw labyrinth when That's- i was oh yeah 15. okay you're right labyrinth yeah labyrinth 
So my Jennifer Connelly crush is well into its like fourth decade at this point. When I heard her voice in that movie, I was like, "It's oh, Jennifer Connelly." <laughs> I was only seven when Labyrinth came out. Yeah. Anyway, so there we have it. A little uh, story behind the story, but uh, I'll look for. We'll break it down after it comes out. We'll see how it turns out. I, like I said, you're like it's gonna be. They're gonna have. They're gonna jam. You know, they're gonna jam. 15 pounds of shit in a 10 pound bag right so we're gonna see what what hits the floor i don't know i trust the russo brothers so we'll see what happens i'm looking forward to it i don't know i feel like as long as i keep making movies out of my favorite childhood properties there's gonna be nothing but disappointment (laughs) (laughs) at some point you just have to sit back and let them take you on a take you on a ride yeah i don't know there we have it all right that's the end of the show today Your, your avengers infinity war preview there it is get psyched for it go see it I don't know. Or don't. <laughs> if you're like Ty, you won't see it. You'll be like, oh, I didn't see it. I will. So I see. I, we talked about this. I see everything eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, luckily, luckily for me, uh, you know, the kids are down with it. So I'll just take the kids on a, you know. All you have to do to get me to theater is insist that we're going to do a show on a movie. And, right. and, I'll, and then I'll go see it. <laughs> All right. Well, I insist that uh, you go see this movie. All right. All right. All right, bro. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Two on Three Podcast. We'll catch you next week. Peace.
right there. And then we thought I'd get this far. Make two of us. 